0: Hey, you're listening to Featuring Filmmakers.
1: A podcast where we talk to people in the filmmaking industry about their projects and the creative process behind making them. My name is JJ. And
0: I'm Amanda. And this is Featuring Filmmakers. Spencer Combs is a man of many talents. We love his music, but today we're talking about his project he directed for country musician Russell Dickerson. The project is an album experience for Russell's record, Southern Symphony. This video is somewhere between an album promo and a music video and a short film. Enjoy this episode with Spencer Combs.
1: As always, we recommend checking out this episode on the blog so that you can watch the full project and get context into everything that we discuss on this episode.
0: Hello, Spencer Combs.
1: Spencer Combs.
2: Oh my gosh. I'm so freaking pumped.
0: Dude, seriously, thank you so much for being on this. We really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule just to come and talk to us a little bit about some of your your projects.
2: Man, I'm honored. So honored. Are you kidding me? You guys crush it.
1: Spencer, I've been kind of following your journey for like the last... Well, I've been licensing your music for years, first of all. Come on. In the filmmaking world, this guy, filmmakers out there, <laughs> you've probably licensed his music if you use Musicbed. We're meeting a legend here today. Whatever,
2: dude.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about um, this project that you, did you just release this not too long ago?
2: No, this was one year ago from right now. So okay. it came out okay. like a year ago this week. Um Unfortunately, like when we were talking about through projects, I was like, most of the stuff I'm working on right now still hasn't been released. So I can't share this. This past year was like longer form projects, which is interesting. Um, But that was this is one of my favorite projects I ever did. But it was a year ago. But it was it was literally so, so hard to pull off, actually.
0: (laughs) I'm sure there were so many moving parts.
1: So we're talking about Russell Dickerson's music video. It's kind of it's like a long form music video, right?
2: Yeah, it was
0: kind of
1: like
2: it was a weird situation because it's not technically a music video, but it is so like even like it was up for some like nominations and stuff, but nobody could categorize it. They were like, well, technically, this isn't that. It's more of like an album preview. It doesn't fit in the music video category, (laughs) but it ended up being like so cool. I was out with Russ doing some other stuff and him and I, he's one of my close friends, but we were just like on a run and he was like, dude, I want to do something different for my record coming out. Like maybe we could just do something that's like a mashup. He's like, you know, maybe show photo, like do different photos. I don't know. He had like a bunch of different ideas and we thought about it for a while and kind of came to this point of like, like kind of together of like, what if we did like a mini preview film type of thing and initially it was like going to be kind of at his house. And I had all these like thoughts of like, okay, we could, you know, you walk in this door and you transition, then you're actually in the studio now. Like everything being the seamless idea of like in your kitchen and down, like all these moments. But the more we kind of dug into that, I was like, gosh, like that's going to be a tough one to pull off, which then kind of the idea we like landed on was ended up being just as hard in a sense, because we only had one day and like 60 people... <laughs> Trying to move people around and make it. Yeah,
0: I was actually going to ask, was it filmed in one day? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and we did it sequentially.
2: So, like, we had to move extras around and, like, like be like, okay, you guys go here. Okay, you're going to be in this next scene, but you need to be around the pool. So, you, you, you. like, So, like, Russ and I dreamed it up, but then I brought in um, one of my close friends, Daniela Mason, who, like, is actually an artist herself. And she produces a bunch of stuff. She's co-directed with me. We've done a ton of stuff together, but I was like, she's the only one I can think of that could help me like pull this off because she's so logistically good. And so she, and she's an actress too. So she pulled in like a bunch of actor friends and like, so we had like the key roles and then we just like, you know, after Russ and I kind of came up with that, I literally was like in Starbucks line. So we are talking about doing it at his house and then we're at the, in the Starbucks line and I'm like thinking about it and I was like, I had been thinking a lot about, and this was like a year and a half ago, kind of before I feel like the disco cowboy look is around right now. But I was like, I was like, man, like it'd be cool to do some like retro disco-y hotel, but bring in the country vibes to it so it feels like more Western back in the day. And then I was like, well, what like motel would work? And I texted a friend asking him a few options, but then like I was looking it up too, and I saw like the dive motel here in Nashville. And I was like, holy crap. It was like freshly kind of renoed into this like boutique retro hotel. And I was like, man, we could do every room because every room is totally different, like a different vignette and a different like story with different people. Because I was like, man, that'd be such a cool, like almost like visual of like everyone's here for this, you know, Um, like a part of this story. I don't know. It just kind of hit me. So I called Russ and I was like, dude. What if we did it at this motel and like every da da? da and I like told him, and he's like, "Holy crap! Like hundred percent, yes, yes, yes."
0: Yeah, I was gonna say it's such a cool, unique thing. Like I, I actually don't feel like I've seen a lot of this type of video. I guess you know if. Being a, a fan of music, you know, some of my favorite artists in the world, man, I would love to have this type of the album experience as, as you have named it or whatever. I would love to be able to sort of sit back and see a video like this where they kind of sample a song yeah. in each, like in a video format. Do you know what I'm saying? I totally. think I just think it's such a unique idea and I love it. Oh,
2: thank you. Thank you. I mean, honestly, yeah, I cool. when we launched, like when the video came out, I, I expected it. So like, like, I think it just couldn't get categorized properly necessarily, but like it's done really well for him, like as far as branding and everything else. But like, it was so interesting because we launched it and it's like all his friends that are artists were like freaking out and like, like telling him how incredible, and I, everybody around me was saying the same. And I was like, this is like one of the coolest things I've done because it's just so different. And we initially, you know, when we launched it, I was like, this is what, this should become a new category. Like, because then you could use the entire thing for marketing across the entire album cycle per song is like pulling pieces. I was like, this is a totally new format of content that could be stripped as needed and used as needed. And uh, so I I hope it kind of takes on a life of its own because I would love to do more projects like it and I'd love to see other artists because like, I mean, if, you know, you've got, I mean, I think of people putting out videos like Justin Bieber just did like an insane build up with his album of like releasing music video after music video after music video and like just really bring in the heat. But I would have also loved to seen his whole thing like broken into like a piece like this because it really tell an interesting story around that. So, and I think, you know, Casey Musgraves did a similar thing to us this year. Um, But I think ours, you know, I know a lot of people in her camp, so I'm sure like that was inspired a little bit by what we did. So um i love seeing it go that way it'd be really cool if like that became a part of like labels budgets it's like hey let's make a mini movie around each album you know versus just one song i would i would love to see that happen so this was kind of our foray into that a little bit
0: you're a pioneer
2: (laughs) i don't know about that but i do know it was really fun
1: um on that note i'm kind of curious what the the pre-production of it all looked like I'm assuming you maybe had a little bit of a team. Did you do all the pre-production yourself? Were the people helping? Like, sounds like you found the location and then uh, that kind of inspired a lot. So tell us about like the, before production, all the planning that went into it and what that looked like.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I, I struggle with when I shoot is like this idea of like, does the film call, like whatever thing I'm working on, it's like, it starts with budget first. Like what are we capable of? Um, You know, I think this video alone, because it was in the middle of COVID, we had to hire a COVID officer. We had to hire, you know, everyone had to be tested and there's 60 people. And then we had to, I think we had to spend eight grand just on COVID testing
0: for for this video last year.
2: And I was like, man, like it ate into our budget. So we had to like, I was so bummed because I was like eight grand extra would be really helpful for certain pieces, you know, but you have an overall budget and you had to work around that. And they're like, freaking Uh, (laughs) ah, but everybody was safe and not a single person got it. So it was like pretty awesome in the middle of a pandemic to have that many people and everybody be safe. So that's
0: huge. That's huge. It was
2: was totally worth it. But basically like pre-production, once Russ and his team and label all approved everything, then I called Danielle and I was like, Hey, we got to do this. And she's like, okay, I'll start pulling stuff. So she started sending me, you know, we, well, we made a insanely amazing treatment that really mapped it out perfectly exactly how we're gonna do per song, what room it's going to hit in. We walked through the motel and just like really set it all out as almost a script of like, here's where that song starts. It goes into this room. It goes into this room, this room. And we had photos of each room and like, we need so-and-so talent for this and this and this. And then can we reuse extras for this and this and this? And so we just kind of like mapped out how many people we need. We knew where it was going to be. You know, after going to the venue, we took the pictures. Then I was like, okay, my big question on every film is, do I shoot it or do I hire a DP? And if I'm going to hire a DP, they better be like bomb sauce because I'm going to spend good money on them because I would rather they be awesome and inspire me or else I should just shoot it and direct it myself. And so this budget was good enough to where we could hire a great DP that I've wanted to work with a lot. So we hired this guy named Nick Allen, N-Y-K, Nick. Alan. And he's worked on huge projects. He's a huge award-winning DP, like insanely incredible. I've wanted to work with him for a while, like the nicest guy in the world. And so I called him up and I sent him the the treatment. He was like, bro, let's do this. And so it was, I was like, sweet. Okay. We got Daniela, we got me, we got him. And then there's this guy named Paul in town, who's like my favorite grip. And so he gathered his team. And so it just kind of all like, came really quickly, like the team together. And so we got the budget approved and everything like mid-October. And they wanted to shoot the first of November. Or I think it was like the third third oh of November. So we had to like and we were on like a tight timeline because yeah we had a pool scene and it's like in Nashville it starts to get really cold, like colder to where you don't want to be in a pool like mid-November, like or beginning of November. So like I mean even the night of the shoot the shooting of the video was like I think it was 30 Eight that evening and the people were on the pool scene and so it's like if you watch the video it's like steaming and they're acting like it's no big deal <laughs> they were freezing
1: i, I felt, was wondering about that steam if it was like if that was like part of production or that was just like naturally there
2: dude it was naturally there and it was so cold oh my gosh i felt so bad i felt so bad and it's like we brought in like our a lot of people from our our actual friend group too like one of them One or two of them were like co-writers on the whole record. Casey was in it, him and his wife, and he produced the whole record. Um, Everybody else was like our tightest friend group. So like the campfire scene even, I was like, we need to like bring in our entire friend group and that be that scene. So it's actually our crew and we all just hang out around there. Which was so fun because that's a memory like internally that I thought would be really fun.
0: So was pretty much all of all of the actors part of your crew or did you hire out?
2: We hired out. We hired out almost like half of the actors. So and I even think we had to throw some grips in there because we were like there was a ordinance where you can only have so many people on set. And so like we we on our side of the camera had like probably 15 people. And I was like, Hey, we're going to have to throw some people in in oh different gosh. spots. The we... grips are
0: like, no, no. I know. I was like, during the <laughs>
2: concert at the end, I think we had a handful of like rant like PAs and like grips standing in the audience. <laughs> I know. I was like, yeah. Cause you have to make it look like there's enough people. So we got everybody on board. We had the location picked and we had the date set and you know, I think we were two days before they lowered the mandate down to like 40 people could be on a set. So we were like, just made the cut of being able to pull it off. Um, but yeah, pre-production was pretty smooth. Like it was a lot of work though, just because it was a like a bit bigger of a production and a bit bigger of a, a budget. And we only had a day, like because of how many people were involved, we were like, we, I wish we had two days kind of, but at the same time, it like pushed us to a point of like, okay, we've got to get this done. And so We allowed ourselves 20 minutes per scene to shoot, to transition everything to the next scene. And if and we got, oh man, shot one, we were like, I think an hour behind starting. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was so
0: stressed. (laughs) Because how long was the day?
2: The day it was 12 hours. It was it was a it was a doozy, but the first scene we were trying to lift up on a crane from the sign and like come down up and over and turn the camera down into the truck and then out and around. And then we'd hand off the camera onto the movie and he'd walk in and like, like our movie op is like, he does all huge movies. We were able to get him cause he works with Nick and he's awesome. So he had all his like best stuff with us. And so we were like, Oh, that's going to be sick. He built this crane, like a scissor crane that goes up and then it hands off his movie to him. So we were going to do this crazy First shot, but it just ended up being like a 30 second shot that you can't not use. And I was like, it, just, it was just too long for how everything already was. I mean, looking back, it would have been so sick to pull it off, but it wasn't right for this moment because we still had another 30 seconds until the music started. So it'd be like, okay, this is going to take forever. It might even been in like a minute of like rolling before, which. be cool for some stuff but for this it didn't make sense so we had to like then cut it to where just the car rolled up first so it took us like 10 takes to like figure that out that we're like ah we can't use this (laughs) because we also had to cue the music because the very first song we decided to make like a line dance an actual like custom line dance so russ's tour manager Like loves line dancing, so Russ and him spent a couple days before it making up this line dance. And literally, like right when Russ and Kaylee walked in the door, because that's actually Russ and his wife and their at their baby that they have, like actually at the beginning, and then they turn in to like check into the hotel. And then the line dance had to start right on cue of the camera entering at the first part of the song. So it's like this interesting like has to hit timing because there's no cut, and it's like. From the moment they pull in to the first song starting dancing, but it wasn't where the song started. It literally was like, you hear it outside and in. And that was my vision from the beginning. So I was like, I don't want this to be like you walk in, the song starts. Like, I want you to hear it outside and beer bottles clinging and sound like you're walking into a party. I was like, I want real world. And so I hired uh, this incredible sound engineer that like built out the sounds around the whole thing that was so cool
0: i have a very 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 serious question okay i need i need to know about the baby i need to know about the baby was the baby in the back no. of the trunk is that's what's going on what happened there <laughs> okay
2: <laughs> no there's actually a seat back there though like he was like, yeah y- no you way. can't see it, but he has a bench seat back there and the, like it actually was strapped in to its base and it doesn't look like it and everybody's everybody asked that question like what the heck <laughs> But I was like, we need to strap him in, even though it doesn't look like it. But I was like, you can't just be holding a baby and pull up. I was like, that looks even worse. So I was like.
0: Yeah, that's not great either. Like
2: nobody saw. Like if you saw the overhead shot, you would see like the bench in there and like the car seat adapter or whatever. So, yeah, he was fully, fully safe. That's hilarious. And honestly, he rolled like five feet forward. So he like rolled through camera. And that's it. So he was no yeah. matter what safe, but it was, I know that's the only bummer. Usually like he's strapped in to the back.
0: So if you're listening to this, don't worry. The baby was safe. It was totally okay. percent. Yeah, oh, no, no worries at all. Yeah. There was like <laughs> 40 teasing.
2: people standing around that truck and making sure everybody was I'm
0: teasing. I'm teasing. But honestly, that was oh, the man, number. No. The
2: only thing somebody commented on after was like, okay, what about that? And we're like, well, he was strapped in. You
1: just couldn't see it. Like. It's too
0: late. It's too late.
1: I kind of thought that it was just like a, a nod to like country. <laughs>
0: I was like, is this Dude, something we do for. in the South? I don't know.
1: Oh, yeah. It's
2: totally a
1: Southern thing. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> just kidding. Oh, my God. The deep South.
1: <laughs> I have one follow up question for the pre-production stuff. I feel like having a producer is one of those things that a lot of filmmakers, especially in early stages, don't realize the value of it until I mean my, I'm speaking from personal experience of like I didn't realize how great it is to have a producer until you've had a producer oh my gosh and then it really like it changes so much do you, would you say that's like relevant to this project Oh my,
2: yeah I don't think I mean I think every I would love every job to have a producer personally um but that it, you can't budget a producer on every set but yeah I think I could not have done this without Danielle. That is 1000%. Like, she brought so much vision and like organizational. Like, I, I wouldn't probably hire anybody else either for production besides her if I can. She's so, so good at it. Um, but yeah, I think it's.
1: And how did you connect with her originally? Yeah, Danielle
2: and I have been friends for a long time. Like, she's in our friend group too. Like, our friend group's kind of hilarious because it's like everybody just does all these different things and we all work together. So it's like between writing, like everyone was a part of Russ's first handful of records even, you know, cause we're all like best friends and we, from writing to producing to me doing the photos, the videos, like all the stuff. And his wife used to do the videos as a director and she like, it's just like our entire crew kind of just, we all do stuff together, which is super fun.
1: Spencer, you mentioned that you were working with Russell's label. Um, I'm curious I think there's a lot of people that might be curious also how that relationship looks working with a label uh, for music videos. What was that process like?
2: Yeah, I mean, you don't do much talking to the label. Like how it works is like you're in with the artist and they have a manager or managers, and you're pitching to the managers and like showing them that. And then the manager's job is to go to the label and like buy it. Like now, sometimes that can change, like depending on the situation, but a lot of times it's like you talk to management management artists sign off on like, I love this treatment. So you make a treatment. Um, they'd basically be like, you get awarded like, Hey, they're sending this to five people and you need to make a treatment for this song. And it might be a song that's not out yet or one that's already on a record. And they're just like, here's the link. Would we need this back by next week? Like a full treatment of what you would do and the, and your budget. And here's our like ballpark budget. And so then you go, okay, here's my idea. And I can pull this off for X dollars. Now, the bigger you get, like budgets are totally all over the place. You know, like country budgets can be 50,000. They could be 500,000 or more. Like I've heard of some videos being in the 700,000s, but the pop world, it's like you're in the millions. So like now you're like making these music videos that have way more opportunity and like budgeting those are the hard. That's the hardest thing, which is why I think your producer is like number one on these because you've got your like list of like, here's all the people, here's all my costs. But then now it's V VFX and all these people that you're tying in and like, and everybody wants everything rushed because we shot the video on a Monday and they, I, they wanted it a week later and it had to go to VFX and sound design in between there and be edited and colored. Like they wanted final the next week. And I was like, this is insane. This is a, what, 12 plus minute piece. I was like, for all like the things together, <laughs> I was like, this is going to be so hard. Um, Yeah. So which is why we had to like super be in front with, every scene everything being shot categorizing everything so that way when i get into the editing room because i like to edit everything um like shorter form like this like longer form doc stuff like i prefer people to come in and help because you're just going through so much footage with this it's like really helpful to like have it all organized properly so that you can just pull in your favorite shots and you kind of like know which ones those are on the day of and so then when you make it you're like okay cool like this makes sense um but yeah so pitching to the label getting back to that was sometimes you pitch to the label if the artist management and label is kind of all together but a lot of times no matter what you're talking straight to the artist and manager or usually to the manager if you're friends with the artist you're talking to the artist too a lot of times it's just direct to the manager and it goes to the artist the treatments are honestly like i think the the hardest cuz it's your map and it's like you can do all of it if your treatment's done right. And, and it's like the one thing that casts vision, like one thing I do, and this is just like how my brain works. Um, but I tie in, I'll take the songs and I'll make a timeline and then I go on film supply and I just pull clips of things that like are inspiring me. And I start dropping them on the timeline with the video. And I try to make as visually as I can, like the example that I want, and be like, which is so cool because there's all these stock video sites. So now you could like truly be like, I want to do a rodeo video. And like besides the artist singing in it, like you could even find some type of artist singing and be like, I love the look of this and pull in that look. But it's almost like I, I how I work best is almost creating the video with stock footage and then recreating it into a deck because it helps me make sense of it because there if i when i don't do that like i start getting confused on the day of shooting because i'm like oh this didn't happen the way i was thinking about it but i can at least get close enough if i'm visualizing it first and so i made that then i sent that with like all the images wrecks that i love to daniel and was like hey here's where i'm headed it's kind of broken out we just clean this up and then she pulled a few more images and a few more looks based on like my inspiration But that first like treatment was really rough, but it like had the opening scene. It had like the bar, it had the rooms, it had all these pieces that all tied together. But then also like it gave us the ability to say like, I think one of the songs, it was going to go through the wall to another family, not to her by herself with her headphones. And then through kind of the process, I just kept being like, man, I think it needs to go through the wall. To her on the bed, which that girl actually was our nanny at the time, but she's an actress as well. Like she's in like some Netflix stuff. Um, But she. Cool. She's awesome. But I was like, you have the perfect look for this. And I was like, it'd be sick if she like heard it and you hear it in the headphones. Like I just wanted this big moment that feels the most. I think that's the most cinematic moment through it is like going through the wall to the headphones. Then she gets up and it's like a cool experience. Yeah,
0: I loved that. I, I I loved that scene. I really did. I was actually curious about like, cause there was light coming from her phone. Yeah. Yeah. Was that all her face was all, was it all lit just from the phone?
2: All from her phone.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I was shocked. I'm shocked. Yeah. And then we added obviously the texting and post and all that stuff. But yeah, it was lit that way. And then, Outside the room, because, you know, the pools down here, the room that there, we had, you can see it in like the behind the scenes video, but it's like, we actually Nick and I had never used it, but he had the tinfoil thing going like this, like moving it back and forth in a light shining to make it look like water reflecting on the wall. So that way we're setting up the next scene at the pool. So that way mentally you're like, oh, there's a pool party, you know, outside without thinking about it. So it's like having somebody who's like also thinking about the next scene on top of that one. Because those people were waiting outside for us for that scene for the next shot already because we needed it to look like it was seamless. Even though we we cut when the cannonball hits into the water, that was like the the cut point and put the camera in the whatever the fish or the fish tank and went into the water under so you could see him.
0: By the way, just a little note I want to say is I love that you're making this stuff from Nashville. That's amazing. Like it's so cool. I I think that there's going to be more, you know, LA's the hub, you know, I've lived there the past year and I've lived there. I actually lived there before as well, too. And obviously it's a huge hub for entertainment and always will be. But I love that we're making, filmmakers are making really special, wonderful stuff from all over the country. I think that's so cool. Mm,
2: yeah. I mean, it's, you can kind of do it anywhere now. I mean,
0: absolutely.
2: Yeah. I feel like, Cameras are way more affordable than they used to be, and way easier mm-hmm. to to work with. and
0: I think it's going to become more and more popular too, doing it from everywhere in the country. I mean, you're already starting to see that trend, so I think' it's, I think it's cool.
2: Everything except for well, there was the, the crane, the scissor crane, which you can see in like the behind the scenes, and he built that custom everything else was on but it was stabilized on the movie so it's on the movie with like he's got like the gimbal to like adjust as it's on there but his whole thing is like he's really good with he built this like crazy magnetic thing that holds the movie in any payload camera and he can pull it off and attach it to his vest and keep walking so like these scenes can be seamless for him which is like Pretty darn cool. Like so
0: I had a question. I was thinking about it when when the first time I watched it, I thought, man, how did he choose the the sections of the song to use?
2: Okay, so I actually sent like Russ the treatment and said, like, what are your favorite parts of the songs? Like your personal favorites. Because he knows you know, he wrote the song. So I was like, so then he sent me back this like the cuts uh, like that he liked the best from each song. And then I timed it on timeline and then I was like, okay, this part doesn't work to go to here. So like, what if we extended it? But we had, I mean, we had to nail down exactly where that song cuts and starts because when we're filming, you know, our playback has to be that exact thing and has to stop exactly right there. Like you can't let it keep rolling because we wanted to keep it under a certain amount of time. And if you just did that throughout the whole piece, the whole thing would be ultra long. Um, which with no dialogue, like a long thing like this would kind of start to get boring, I think. So it was like, we're trying to keep things like concise and like, where you want to watch it again. So yeah, so he, that's how we did that is like, I just got Russ's um, favorite parts of each song and then we just built it out from there.
0: This is kind of like a twofold question, I guess, or or a thought as well too. So I guess, you know, you being a musician, that must've been helpful to be like, you know what? I don't know if this works, exactly in this moment timing wise there's a lot of timing um, elements to this piece so I'm sure like being a musician having that background that sort of blended into making it at work I guess is that would you say that's accurate
2: yeah 100% I mean I don't know if they like played in like crazy amounts but yeah I mean I definitely look through everything through a lens of like a song in the visual just because it's like I'm always thinking about those two you know like when I hear a great song initially I start seeing a music video in my head and if I see a cool music video like I'm inspired by that for whether it's a music video or a commercial or you know there's there's certain commercials out there even that I'm like crazy inspired by um, that I'm like man that could be a story for a music video and and I kind of do all over the board shooting stuff, so I don't, I don't know if that answers it. Yeah, so, yeah, it but. does a
0: bit. I think the other part of that question was, were there rehearsals? Because you, you spoke about how specific the timing was. Did you have any time to rehearse at all?
2: Yeah, so we rehearsed right before every shot. So, like, we'd give it, like, two or three takes. Like, even, like, the old couple scene, we had to, like, like they were like, oh, nice to meet you. We're the old couple. And then, boom, all of a sudden, like, we're shooting. So we had to give them, like, two run-throughs of, like, hey, like, this is what you need to do. And so I think there's probably even, like, on the behind-the-scenes, like, I, like, walk up and, like, hold the woman's arm. And I'm like, okay, Bob, like, do this. Like, love on her like this. Like, act like you've been married and you own the hotel. And so that scene's, I think, so cool because it's like three generation looking feels in that moment.
0: That's that's what I've done in the past. Is we just do rehearsals right before because you know when you have a bigger budget and you have more time to have like a pre light day, you know you can do rehearsals in a, in a pre light. But like you know, when it's a smaller budget and you've only got the one day, you've got to like nail it right away. I I've, I directed a music video not too long ago. It was the same thing. We just did like a few rehearsals before and we're like, OK, let's hope this works. <laughs> I hope this goes well. Yeah, I, I just was curious about that. I saw it was, it's such a massive uh, project, Mo- so many moving parts. So an, a rehearsal day would have been great.
2: A rehearsal day would have been amazing. Um, that would have like sped it up even more. But there was only one scene, really, thankfully, that we couldn't, it just wasn't working. And we were like, we rehearsed it and we're like, and we shot it even. We're like, and Nick, you know, Nick looked at me, he's like, This is not right. This is it won't work. And I was like, I know I feel it too. And I was like, we only have five minutes left in this spot, or we're gonna like go over and be behind, which will cost us X amount per 30 minutes over. And I was like, which is not in the budget. It will fully come out of my pocket. And I was like, because the label will not pay more like on top of this because we already stretched it. And so I was like, we have to stay on, you know? (laughs) And even like last minute, like while we're there, we're like, we need a 360 light to go up on a crane to access the moonlight when you're outside. Like there was not enough light outside. So we had to have this giant crane with a huge 360 on it hanging off the top of it. And it's like that alone is another couple grand or something just to like have that up there and have an operator up there. And that's like, just another person, another thing, another, then you have to rent the lift. And so like, there was multiple things as you're there, you're like, Oh my gosh, like we actually need this now. Can we go get that real quick? Which is helpful living in a city where you might, and most of the things you can pre-plan for. So it's like nice, but yeah, that one scene we rehearsed it, rehearsed it. And we're like, this isn't working. So it's the bonfire into the bedroom scene. And we were like, ah, it's just not hitting. The transitions aren't feeling right. And then we finally like landed on something that felt good. I still don't know if it's like it was the perfect scene, but it like we felt good about it, and we had no more time, <laughs> so it like it worked and it got the song feels you know where it needed to go.
1: How did that editing process look like? It sounds like you edited this yourself, along with like visual effects and so. Yeah, right? I mean,
2: so I had two two days to turn around everything to some you know you go back and forth with the artist label management and they're like doing tweaks before it would go to color or sound but I was like you didn't give us this time so I'm gonna like go back and forth on this myself and then I'm gonna send it to Daniela and Russ and you get like one tweak (laughs) so like I gave myself two days to get the edit done I mean not even probably like 36 hours I gave myself because I was like the VFX and sound design, they were like, this is going to take us like three or four days and it needs to go straight from me to VFX because then it needs to go from VFX to sound. Um, And then from sound, she needed three days to color if we were going to go back and forth. So like, I was like, man, that doesn't add up. So this needs to be done like tomorrow. So literally like I stayed up all night and edited and, but luckily we had mapped it out really well. To where I was like, I know it's this shot, I know it's this shot, I know it's this shot. And we didn't really have a chance to overshoot. Like I would have loved to have more B-roll through the film or like different angles into a different room. But there was no time. It actually worked in our favor for the edit too, to make sure we didn't have those extra pieces.
1: Yeah, it almost feels like you're watching it in real time, like a one take. I know there's like really long shots in there. but and that's,
2: how, that's what I wanted initially was like, could we one take this? But because no rehearsal day, it's like there's no way that could have happened. Um, Had we had like a rehearsal day like and maybe some interesting other things, like it could have. But I think it pulled it off to where it feels that way enough.
1: For sure. So the editing team was yourself. You were basically doing uh, assembling storytelling. And then you had visual effects. What were they doing, visual effects?
2: So they lit up the sign. They went through the wall. Just like a lot of little stuff. They put the fireworks at the end as you like pan up off of the stage. There's like fireworks that go off. So they put in
1: those. So the going through the wall, they you just kind of did like a, a pan shot and then they yeah. put the wall in it? They put the
2: wall in and then on the other side of the wall, we had it at the same speed coming mm-hmm. through. And so they just you know put the wall in between so it looked like it went through very, very
1: cool. cool yeah i was like did the hotel let you like cut a just, hole just just rip it down <laughs> that makes more sense i'm
2: i'm so glad you thought that because it means we like achieved what we were trying yeah, to look at that's <laughs> great
1: so visual effects and then coloring
2: yep and sound design and so it went from vfx to then sound and coloring so it's a five-person
1: yeah. editing team
2: yeah exactly well and i had Daniela look at it too and then before like final, I went over to Russ's house and played it on their like movie screen. And we sat there and I like they had one tweak that I was like, you literally can't tweak the edit, but you can tweak sound. <laughs> and he was like, can we like change this part of the song? Like move it a little bit? Like, because I was like, there like all of this has already been through VFX. Like there's just no time, you know? And which is not normally how that would work. But in this situation, it was how it worked. Normally, there would be back and forth on the edit, and we could tweak stuff. Just there was no time. So,
0: okay. So, final export. You're watching it today. How do you feel about the project as a whole?
2: Mm. I love it. Like I super love it. Still, like I'm like really proud of it. I probably would have shot it on the Venice. That would be my like one change to like actual like look. And I would have shot it on RAW versus ProRes um just to give us even more option in the grade because there was a lot of things like i'm so particular on color and i think we captured what it needed to but i would have loved like a little different grade on it but we you can only go so far with ProRes. but yeah i think the film itself like i don't think there's much we would do different like honestly like i feel really good about it like there was tons of changes like day of just because that's how it works. But like learning how to just roll with those and be like, okay, well, what's the next option? I also think one of like the things to learn is like when you're hiring people who are incredible, like listen to their thoughts and ideas, you know, like Nick was throwing out some really cool stuff. Danielle is throwing out really cool stuff. Like Russ is saying stuff and it's like listening to those and not thinking you have it all figured out. And like, you're the, Hey, they hired me. Like, this is my thing. Like, be teachable in the moment and like listen to other people's ideas and like play them out on set and be like, Oh, that's a really great idea and give credit where credit's due. And, you know, like I, I think at least in Nashville, it's like part of why people love working together and you're working together all the time is because you value other people. And it's like every, like whether you're the director or you're the DP or a PA, it's like you're valuable and you know, listen to those people because that PA that's on set wants to be a director or something. And they'll probably, if you're not kind either, like they're going to probably be the next director in town and not want to work with you. Or, or, I mean, I want that for the people I work with. I like want to see them succeed. So I think just, you know, keeping an open mind as a leader on a film is super important, so.
0: That's so, so true. So valuable, so valuable. Well, you said you were proud of it and you should be because it's really awesome. It's a really cool thing. And and I truly believe, you know, you mentioned that some other people have been doing similar type things. I truly believe that this is the beginning of stuff like this, an album experience, sort of the the film of the, of an album like Casey Musgraves did with Starcross, I just think that this is the beginning and I'm telling you, you were a pioneer.
2: <laughs> well, thank you so much. I mean, it was a, it was a definitely a team effort and I can't take all the credit because Russ and I dreamed it up together, but it's cool to see it actually have happened. And I do think there's so like music and film go so well together. So it's like, why those worlds have not collided in a bigger way around record releases is mind blowing to me. And you're starting to see these like incredible, you know, like I said, I, I feel like Justin Bieber has done a really good job this past year of like him and his director, like coming up with really cool storylines, but it's like, and you could each of those are a movie almost, you know, like you could expand off of all that stuff. And it's like, it only opens another world of content creation for all of us creators out there to like dream even bigger. And it's like, like why tell a story in two and a half minutes when you could like do a mini film with netflix around this album or whoever you know there's so much cool opportunity and i also think that too it's like when i'm shooting it's like i'm always thinking like what is something nobody's doing or like outside of just storyline it's like what's a fun unique way to do this um but it doesn't always work but sometimes it does like this film where it, like people go for it so
0: <laughs> we, we really do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule and just talking to us about this project uh, sincerely we really do appreciate it
2: oh well I'm honored to be on here you guys are crushing it and I am pumped to hear more people's stories so thanks for having me
0: Featuring Filmmakers is made possible by Harvest Film Company
1: to dive into content about these projects that we discuss, you can go to our blog on featuringfilmmakers.com, where we have everything laid out with behind the scenes, the original project discussed, and additional episodes there. So check us out at featuringfilmmakers.com.
0: Thanks so much for listening. Love you. Bye.